hang on tight. Fish Talk Radio is about to take you on a fishing adventure. You're about to go places you have even yet to desire and revisit familiar favorites with live on-the-water expert insider tips. Now, sit up straight, pay attention, take notes, and join the party for a blue water, white water, and calm water adventure. Check out fish tips and trips online at fishtalkradio.com. And now, the all-natural attitude adjustment. I am John Hennigan. This is Fish Talk Radio, and we do have uh, back in uh, back in John here. He's taking in a day the off from fishing. You got the Grizz here with you, John, in Fish Talk Radio, <laughs> and we're going to kick some butt today and have a great time and talk to people from all over. Well, Grizz, I'm sure glad that right before we went on the air, I told you to calm down a little bit because otherwise we'd be in trouble. Yeah, I know. I'm just so excited. Everything is going so great, John. It's just emotion. I've just got so much emotion. Can't <laughs> wait to get this show going. <clears throat> okay, well then, let's get it going. Now, all right, John. It's good down here. It really is. Cabo. The other day, I'm sorry I couldn't be with you last week, but I was out catching fish, making the new show, Chef on the Water, the reality show. We lost count at 48 Dorados. Oh. Of course, we don't. Kill them, right? But I mean, uh, we caught them and released them, and it was great, John. Grizz, I know that you're saving this because you want to announce it, and it's okay if you don't want to talk about it. But you know that story on the uh, in the dock that we were talking about. Should we bring that up? The story in the dock. Yeah. About the animal. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead, John. Oh, okay. 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 I'm, this is so exciting. Uh, we, I'll have to make it quick, though. The <clears throat> in Cabo San Lucas in the marina, there's oh, I don't know two, three, four hundred fishing boats. And they kind of pass past the arches on their way in, little kind of a narrow channel. And there's this huge, huge, I don't know if it's an elephant seal or just a sea lion or no, whatever it is. No, uh, it's a sea lion, Sea lion. John. Anyway, this thing, uh, his name is Poncho, I believe, right? Yes, it okay. is. Well, Poncho, I've been, for years, you came in and when you got leftover bait, we only got a minute. When you got leftover bait, maybe we'll save this to the end and tease him. When you got leftover bait... Um, he'll follow the boat, and you toss it at him. He comes up out of the water and grabs it just like a trained dog. And it's a really, really funny, interesting story, but it's so good, we're going to really uh, cause a problem here because we're going to save it to the end. Yeah, anyway, we are. Okay, Gris, uh, we're going to be coming well, hang at... Hang on to your hat. Okay. We'll you... be right back. <laughs> Thanks, and you're listening to Fish Talk Radio. <laughs> Are you ready for a whale watching adventure? The Santa Barbara Channel is known as one of the best whale watching areas in the world. Over 27 species of whales, dolphins, and porpoises come here throughout the year. And there's no better way to spend time with these wonderful animals than aboard the high-tech Condor Express. Bring the whole family for an unforgettable whale watching adventure. The Condor Express is Santa Barbara's premier charter boat for whale watching, island excursions, sunset cruises, and private charters. Call Sea Landing at 882-0088 to book your trip. We'll see you on the Condor Express. Local fishing at its finest is aboard the Stardust. Day and half day trips on Stardust sport fishing are a family affair. Find out what it's like to view Santa Barbara from the water while you are catching dinner. See whales, dolphins, and Channel Islands up close. Spotless boat and friendly crew are perfect for beginner or expert. Get aboard with Jason Diamond and his crew on Stardust sport fishing, operating at a sea landing in the Santa Barbara Harbor. 
Clover Pass Resort, Ketchikan, Alaska, is in the heart of the salmon capital of Alaska. Walk a few yards to the dock and throw a line at king, silver, or pink salmon. Just a 90-minute direct flight from Seattle. You can be in your boat fishing the day you arrive. The calm waters at Clover Pass hold schools of salmon as well as halibut and rockfish. Clover Pass offers all-inclusive fishing packages starting under $1,000. For more information, call John at 877-FISH-RAP. That's 877-F-I-S-H-R-A-P. So you're covered in sand up to your waist thanks to the excessive digging of two very ambitious children, and you think, wait, did I lock my Impala back in the parking lot? And normally you'd just sit and stew about it. But you live in a time when an OnStar app lets you control your car from nearly anywhere in your world like it's some extremely remote control car, which it kind of is. So you tap the icon that zaps a signal that says to your car, boop, here's a signal to flip the mechanism that locks the door that sends a signal back to your phone to say, yes, your car is now safely locked. And you gotta wonder about the guy walking by when it happens. He's like, wow. And you're like, wow. And if you slow your brain for just a nanosecond, you realize just how amazing modern technology really is. All because you drive a Chevrolet Impala connected by OnStar. For details, availability, and system limitations, visit OnStar.com. Fish Talk Radio. I'm John Hennigan in studio. With us, we have, of course, the Grizz that is with us, uh, certainly in spirit, but also by telecommunication from La Paz, Baja, California, sir. And we also have a very first-time special guest. We have Kurt Mazurek. Is that right, Kurt? That's correct. Okay. Well, we've got just a short time, so let's jump into it. First of all, give us a quick idea um, where you're where you are, where you live, and in about 10 seconds about what you do. Okay. Uh, I'm in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. That's kind of the northern half of Wisconsin, uh, pretty much an hour straight east of Minneapolis, for people who aren't familiar with the area. Um, kind of right in the heart of, of fishing in general. Um, but I choose bass fishing, which maybe isn't the number one fish in this area, but uh, there are plenty of them in the, in the waters around here. Uh by day, I'm a, a marketing and creative director, uh, have been for a long time, but uh, any time I'm outside of work, I'm usually thinking about ways to catch them back. There you go. Well, Kurt, you mentioned something that I think would be an interesting thing to talk about. We've got, you know, all the millions of people out there listening to us. There's a lot of them that have aspirations to become a tournament bass angler, and you have just recently written a book, which now is now available, I believe, about that subject. And I thought it would be interesting to talk about for the people that really want to do it. The chances of becoming, 
you know, on the cover of uh, magazines and getting endorsements are really, really quite slim. But there's a lot of people that would love to fish tournaments. So can you give us an idea uh, about the book and then we just kind of follow through that process, if you don't mind? Sure. Yeah, I just uh, I've been writing a blog for years and uh, thought I'd take a shot at uh, a novel. Uh, it's a fictional novel, but it's definitely based on my actual experiences in uh, weekend tournament angling, as you know, as a regional tournament angler. The book is called Personal Best Fishing in Life. I do have a website set up for it, personalbestfishinginlife.com. Um, it is available online through all the major uh, retailers, or Amazon and iTunes and Barnes and & Noble. Okay. Um, it goes kind of through the process, uh, not unlike I experienced myself, a guy who is passionate about these weekend tournament uh, tournaments, and he's followed the the big shots that you're talking about, the guys that it's it's tough to to get to their level, but uh, certainly something that a, a lot of guys all across the country aspire to. Um, you can find these these bass tournaments. The good thing about bass is they're in just about every state. I believe all 49 except for Alaska, all 50 except Alaska, rather. Um, and there are tournaments nationwide. Um, well, uh, Kurt, I, I don't. I don't mean to cut you short, but we've yeah. only got a short amount of time. Now, sure. you have you and a lot of other people aspire to become a tournament bass angler. Uh, okay. Give us the the process of you know what what it's like to do that. You kind of mentioned that you when you're not doing it, you're thinking about it. But <laughs> you know, and without talking into detail, you know about what it's like to try and travel around and support yourself and uh, try and win these tournaments. Sure. Um, yeah, these tournaments are everywhere, so you can hopefully find one close to your home to start off with, but you'll find yourself pretty quickly getting to those next levels where you'll have to travel regionally. Um, you can find sponsorship on anything but the highest level of professional fishermen. Uh, uh, the sponsorship dollars just really aren't going to cover your expenses, um, and you've got to factor in fuel, obviously, is a big issue these days. Uh, your lodging, uh, tournament entry, uh, it really isn't <laughs> something that, that on most levels makes sense well, Kurt, to try and think. Kurt, when did you first think about that's what you wanted to do? Uh, it's probably been 20 years for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother introduced me to tournament fishing. He had purchased a, a bass boat um, and said, hey, there's these team tournaments, uh, probably the same way a lot of guys get started. And uh, I just thought it was fascinating. I had I'd been fishing my whole life, but when you combine... There's there are very few opportunities where you can combine the serenity of fishing and that connection with nature and all of that stuff that makes fishing so great. With all of a sudden you've got this this adrenaline rush of these you know these high horsepower boats. Um, you've got the clock ticking on you all day, so you're you're trying to move efficiently and think strategically. But at the same time, when you start to rush yourself, you're going to catch less fish. So that that combination of of staying calm and staying focused on the fish and feeling that connection along with trying to, to juggle, you know, all these other things going on, competitors, and are they going to be on your next spot or where to go next. And I just I just found that whole uh, idea of tournament fishing just so uh, uh, thrilling. I, I was surprised myself. I'm not a horribly competitive guy in general. Uh, and But when I fished that first tournament, I, I was hooked. And <laughs> I just I can't, I can't stop thinking about the idea of fishing another tournament. Okay. Well, I know that there's probably thousands, if not thousands and thousands, of uh, tournaments around the United States that uh, sure. that, are, that are more local, and you know the you know the 
Now, Grizz has done a lot of that stuff, but there's a big difference. Uh, Grizz, would you comment on the difference between fishing? Normally, especially when you're fishing a stream, it's a solitary activity. And the, the, you know, the complete opposite of that is fishing in a, dirt, in a tournament. Yeah, well, John, you know, I fish at tournaments. I just I fish a lot of tournaments. Not uh, bass tournaments anymore. I did do that with Roland Martin, and I did a lot with Jimmy Houston. I mean, great, good friends of mine, and I fished a lot of tournaments uh, with them. But now, John, you know, I fish the other type of tournaments. I'm out there for the big right. marlin. Uh, Grizz, we're talking about the difference between a tournament fishing where you're a competitive sport oh, as, as opposed to a solitary. A mm-hmm. It's just like he said. It is, you're looking all the time at your watch. You've got to make that perfect cast. You've got to hook that fish. You've got to get it in. It's uh, adrenaline rush. Mm-hmm. It's just exactly what he says. You can't sleep the night before. <laughs> you're thinking about if you got everything. You're not happy when you got everything loaded because you don't know if you forgot something. I mean, it's a whole different ball game. Mm-hmm. Now, and I love it. Kurt, obviously, you've taken a, a liking to that. Do you still do a lot of fishing? Well, obviously, if you're, you're fishing tournaments, you get on the water as much as you can to practice. Sure. But do you... Uh, do you enjoy the tournaments more than just going out on your own? You know, I, it, that's tough to say. I, I definitely enjoy the alone time. I love to hook up the boat after work and go out for a couple hours in the evening and just catch fish and not worry about all that pressure. But I really do look forward to the next time where I can get out there and compete, too, and, and feel that, that extra uh, rush. Okay. Well, people that are think that they're pretty good and you know they may realize they don't know at all but they're pretty good and they you know they think they want to become a tournament uh, bass angler why don't you mention a couple of things about what they're in for uh well like i said don't don't plan on making a lot of money first i plan on spending quite a bit of money the the rig itself is a, a fairly large investment um tournament entries aren't you can find uh, smaller derbies around probably the best way to get yourself started is just to search on google for bass tournament in your area and you'll be surprised how many will pop up um, in your region um but yeah i I would say plan plan on not not uh, making a living of it at first for sure well my impression is anglers enjoy helping other people in this competitive spirit do the uh uh, the participants uh, are they are they helpful to each other or do they try and guard their secrets well you know it's kind of a uh combination of both there's certainly uh you'll meet guys who are very guarded with their information but i really have found the majority of guys are are they really enjoy the camaraderie of it and you get to know guys that you'll fish a tournament series you'll see the same guys uh month after month in these tournaments and um it it's uh it really is surprising how uh, helpful everybody else will be if you see somebody else on the water having some trouble recently i, I fished a, a tournament a team tournament we found a guy ahead of us in the same tournament, we recognized him. He had run his, his uh, boat 50 yards up onto ankle-deep uh, sandbar, and uh, it was my yeah. brother and I in a team tournament. We yeah. got out and helped him push his boat for okay. the next hour well, during Kurt, our tournament. Kurt, so. we have run up against it, so just sure. one website real quick that we can remember. Uh, my website is fishingforward.com. That's where I write my blog and have videos. And the book is, is personalbestfishinginlife.com. So fishingforward.com. Correct. Okay. Well, I, you know what? I wouldn't mind getting a copy of that. It sounds, uh, sounds like a lot of fun. You're listening to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan and the Grizz and Kurt. We appreciate you coming on with us. 
Be right back. The Santa Barbara Channel offers some of the most productive sport fishing in the world. Channel Island Sport Fishing offers the most boats to enjoy it. Call 805-383-1612. At Channel Island Sport Fishing, you pick the time and place you want to go. Nearshore halibut, calico bass and rockfish, or fish the Channel Islands for white sea bass and yellowtail. For whale watching and private charters, Channel Island Sport Fishing in Oxnard has clean, modern boats with professional, friendly crews. Make your reservations for a deep-sea adventure by calling 805-383-1612. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Lake Kachuma is a California treasure. Bald eagles, deer, egrets, foxes, wild turkeys play on the banks and in the trees. Red ear, bluegill, bass and catfish inhabit the waters. Rainbow trout are planted on a regular basis and easily caught from boat or shore. Lake Kachuma Boat Rentals is a key to a successful day on the lake. Call 805-688-4040 for information. Tackle, skiff, or pontoon boat rental. Call Craig at 688-4040. 20 minutes north of Santa Barbara. Kachuma Boat Rentals for a day to remember. World-class golf, fishing, and diving in the clear, warm waters of the Sea of Cortez with a true five-star resort. The Grand Heritage Hotel and Resort at Costa Baja. Great value and without the hustle of other parts of Baja. On the White Sand Beach with Espirito Santos Island minutes away. Signature restaurants, pools, and accommodations for an intimate weekend, weddings, or corporate events. On the web at CostaBajaResort.com. It's a beautiful day. What do you say? Let's go fishing. What a wonderful way. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. I'm John Hennigan in studio with the Grizz. Grizz, uh, that was kind of interesting. I know there's a lot of people out there that enjoy the ex- smart excitement and, you know, as you know, when you're 12, 13 years old and, you know, you, you only dream about getting into one of those tournaments and becoming famous. Well, you can get in the tournaments. Becoming famous is not the easy part, is it? No, it's not, John. I mean, it's a lot of work. And like Kurt said, it's a lot of money. <laughs> you know, those things yeah. are not cheap, those boats, rods. I mean, 
just imagine having a rod and reel for every technique. I mean, you've probably got 20 rods on your boat, all set up with different things, be able to flip, okay. be able to cast, whatever, you know. So, I mean, it costs a lot of money to do that. It's not as easy as being a cowboy. Okay, we got tennis, right? You know, when I grew up, I wanted to be a cowboy. There you go. And then I turned into be a fisherman. <laughs> and okay. also, in these tournaments I fish in, they're, they cost a lot of oh, money. Yeah. And Kurt, Kurt right. says one thing, don't expect to make a living at it because right. you won't eat. Right. <laughs> That's true. And, you know, I think that those uh, high-powered bass boats are really the, the draw. But, hey, Grizz, we have a line with us now. We have Terrence from 976 Tuna. It's a pleasure to have you back again, Terrence. And you know what? It's a pleasure to have you around. You are one of the pioneers of uh, fishing information. And the 976 Tuna relates back to the old days when people actually used telephones. And you could call in on a toll number to get the information. And that's, gosh, to be how long ago was that? Back in the 80s. Yeah, well, you know that's thirty uh, some years ago. Uh, sorry. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah, no, we've been in business since nineteen eighty five. So yeah, you're only and I've been blessed. Been yeah, blessed. Uh, only from the from the telephone onto the internet and yeah. uh, done radio and TV and all that other good stuff in between. Right. Well, since you're only thirty nine, you must have had some talent. Anyway, uh, you cover mainly um, the West, in particular Southern California. And as Grizz and I were talking earlier, things are wide open way down south. And this has been a banner year along our California coast. Why don't we talk about that? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, coining it the year of the bluefin tuna. It really has been the year of the bluefin tuna. The commercial pressure has not been there as in previous years off of our coast and down the Baja Peninsula. But uh, just fantastic fishing overall. I mean, you can pretty much set your watch to it which is very unusual. Uh, bluefin tuna is just a very sketchy sort of fish. Uh, it's been pretty, pretty, uh, like I said, you could set your watch to it as far as after the full moon, they have been coming up and biting in this, in this month, no different than the last four or five months in a row. A little bit different as far as the quality goes. Uh, the past months we've seen fish up to 100 pounds. Right now we're seeing, seeing fish up to about 60 pounds, and there's some smaller fish 15 to 25 pounds but today we have the Daiwa Pacific offshore out of H&M landing on a day and a half trip they have limits of bluefin tuna with one yellowtail and one yellowfin tuna oh. uh, the Sea Adventure 2 called in earlier today with 60 plus on that bluefin tuna up to 60 pounds the Seeker which is also a brand new boat out of H&M landing uh, also in that zone with good bluefin tuna the Shogun almost with limits of bluefin tuna, the tribute with a nice stop and continued to drift all the way up to about noon with 120 of those bluefin tuna to about 60 pounds. So, uh, you know, not too hard to understand why I'm coining it the year of the bluefin tuna. Now, bluefin tuna is not our only catch. We've been having tremendous success on also yellowfin tuna uh, with some boats scoring limits um, and some boats doing very well. There's just a plethora of fish offshore right now, consisting of yellowfin tuna, bluefin tuna, yellowtail, dorado, and skipjack. It's just tremendous fall fishing here in Southern California. Well, that is. Now, how you said a day and a half, so how far out do you have to go to find bluefin? Uh, the half-day boats. Really? Wow. <laughs> as incredible as it may seem, the new Seaforth has been offshore 
sporadically in the, in the morning and the afternoon when they get a little bit of information they take off uh-huh. and go. And where does that uh, leave from? They've had uh, several days over the century mark on yellowtail, wow. and you throw a couple bluefin tuna in there uh, just just for good measure or a, a few dorado. Uh, very very good fishing. So from half day fishing all the way out to day and a half to three day. It just gets better as you get the further offshore, it seems like. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, Richard, our, our engineer right now, is listening to this, and he's he may not be real big on uh, catching fish, but he sure likes to eat them, and those ones you're talking about, they're real tasty. Absolutely. There's nothing better than fresh-caught tuna off of our coast. Dorado is delicious. It's known as mahi-mahi in the restaurants. And yellowtail, which is just one of the best uh, sushi fishes uh worldwide as far mm-hmm. as i'm concerned well and and again you know we the whole point of fishing you know is not just about uh, depleting the oceans but the fish that you talked about they they grow extremely quick they're very prolific and if you take a couple of home um you know you're, that's that's not a problem the reality of it john is that the sport boat angler does nothing to the de- detriment of any of these species. Can they go in there and, and take a good amount of fish? Absolutely. We can go in there and, and do, uh, you know, 20, 30, 100, 150,000 of individual species throughout the year. But you're talking 150,000 out of 20, 30 million. Uh, it's very, very small percentage. We do not do any damage. You want to look at uh, what has impacted fishing. You're going to have to look at other social economical stuff that you're, you're going to talk about water quality, you're going to talk about uh, what comes down out of the L.A. Orange County River systems, what comes out of Tijuana River systems, how those currents affect it, does mm-hmm. it just go straight in north, does, does the stuff that's coming out of San Quentin make it all the way up in the L.A. Orange County area. There, there are a plethora of, of issues that we need to deal with as far as a fish stock before we actually start pointing the finger at the people that are harvesting it, especially uh, the private boaters and the, the, the you and me. This is our resource. It is stated in the California Constitution that any body of water in California is our resources, and anything in it is there for me and you to eat. That is the, the primary purpose. It's not sport fishing. It's eating fishing. That's the primary purpose of us going out to, to fish, is to eat. Well, you've mentioned some pretty good stuff. Now, the California has had an incredible year, and Grizz can certainly attest, and I'm sure he wouldn't mind, about Baja this year, Grizz. Well, Baja right now is probably better than I've ever seen it. Uh, you know, up here in La Paz, Anytime you can go out and catch five, six, seven striped marlin out of La Paz is unheard of. And as I told John earlier, the Dorado are just crazy. We caught, uh, we hooked, you know, we don't kill fish hardly at all, uh, but we hooked uh, 48 good Dorado last week when we were doing the television show. (laughs) The fishing's just been really good. Right. And I agree, you know, I don't think it's wrong to take anything home. There's limits out there, and those limits are put there for a reason. It's just with the rooster fish and the billfish, I let them go home. Mm-hmm. Don't like to kill them. Yeah, you're talking about a limited number of overall species, and you want when you take 
even single fish in that limited number of that species, you, you potentially are, uh, you know, having an impact on it. Our species, sand bass, calico bass, the pelagic species that come into Southern California, are very strong. Uh, you look at the water quality and the the, the major biomasses of any of the species, dorado, yellowtail, tuna, and they're very they're very strong. We we don't really have a problem right now, and we manage ourselves like Riz says, so we're good. Well, the idea of California and uh, Baja right now uh, experiencing a banner year. It's no one seems to know why these fish are here and why they're not here, and we've talked about that in the past about you know trends and currents and and uh, bait uh, moving around. So and it's so difficult, uh, but all I can say is up in Central California also, it's been one of the best years people say in the last uh, uh, twenty thirty years. Fantastic for both salmon and albacore mm-hmm. from. Morro Bay all the way up the coast to the Pacific Northwest. You're absolutely correct. Right, and they certainly do follow the bait. Hey, Grizz, can we just yes, mention sir. that story real quick that you told me about talking about sea life following bait? About what? Sea life, uh, in particular sea lions that also like to tr- uh, follow bait. <laughs> oh, you but, want to talk about that? Well, we've only got a short time, but i got to talk about it. Uh, Terrence, if you don't mind, uh, Grizz is doing a television show called Chef on the Water, and it's, uh, he's filming for the new series. Yeah, they were out the other day, and this yacht, what, a 72-foot Viking or something like that? Yeah, it was a 72-foot Viking, John. Right. And, and we were standing on the back uh, in the stern, and we were finishing the show. The chef had a 42-pound uh Dorado that he was going to cook for us for supper to teach us how to cook. Right. I had a 32-pound or something like that, 32, 34. But we were there on, we were actually filming it when this two-ton sea lion jumps over the stern of the boat, grabs that 40-pound Dorado and takes it into the water. He jumped up and on the boat. we got it all on film, but, you know... It's funny, but if you stop and think about it, it's dangerous. Oh, that would if, be. If he that grabbed a hold of that chef's hand or yeah, arm, he would have drug him under the water well, and he would have died. We, we've, we're almost out of time, but we might come back to the story and kind of tell a little bit more about it in a, in a later segment. So everybody hang on. A very interesting story. Uh, Terrence, uh, we're almost out of time, but 976 Tuna is still the forefront of information, up-to-the-minute information in California, in particular this area. So the website, of course, is? 976tuner.com. Okay. <laughs> Terrence, thank you. That was a very interesting segment. Thanks, I appreciate buddy. it coming on. Okay. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio, and we've got a lot more stories to tell. There's no question about that. And, Grizz, I'm sure you come up with a couple more. And, well, go to Grizz. Oh at asobonline.com. This is Fish Talk Radio. Make sure you check us out on fishtalkradio.com. Grizz, stay tuned. We're going to be right back. Mundo's Del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Del Mar also saves its 10,000 members 
tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. For more than a century, sport fishermen have led the charge for conservation. From trout to marlin, anglers have worked to protect our natural resources and establish successful programs that benefit fish and fishermen. Today, this legacy is at risk unless we step up and lead the fight for real world conservation. That's what the Sport Fishing Conservancy is all about. Doing what's best for fish and fishing and making sure anglers get the credit we deserve. Check out the Sport Fishing Conservancy and find out how you can help at sportcon.org. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Want to make your drive more exciting? It starts with Shell V Power Premium Gasoline. It's Ferrari's choice for improved performance. Shell V Power removes an average of 60% of performance-robbing gunk on intake valves left by low-quality premium gasolines. And it starts with your very first tank. The result is the kind of performance that gives you more excitement behind the wheel. Choose Shell V Power Premium Gasoline today and let the excitement begin. John Hennigan, and we have the Grizz on the line, and lucky for us, and Grizz, I want you to be nice again. We have Amy on the line with Channel Island Sport Fishing. Hi, Amy, my pretty Amy that I want to go fishing with. How's it going, guys? How are you? Well, it's we're just having so much fun. And speaking of having fun, this year has just, we were talking about it earlier, about how good the fishing is. Uh, we talked to Terrence at 976 Tuna, a little bit farther south, and the Grizz about all the fish that's happening. And you know what? Maybe there's a reason for this. We don't know what it is, but let's just enjoy it. We've, this is a banner year. Absolutely. Yeah, no reason to ask about it. Let's just have fun. <laughs> how things going with you, Amy? What's that? How are things going with you? Things are going great. We've had a little bit of wind up here the past couple of weeks, but other than that, it's it's really been great when we... 
Well, I'm tell us what you're catching. I'm always anxious to hear what pretty little Amy has. <laughs> um, a lot of lot of rockfish. Um, the the sea bass and, and halibut and yellowtail have slowed down a little bit. They're still catching a couple yellowtail locally, um, but still just a lot of a lot of uh, rockfish, a lot of lingcods coming up. Still still killing it. Down there on the bottom. Yeah, that's right. Amy, something else that we might mention, I believe that uh, along the California coast, and I know that you have a lot of opportunity, we have those little creepy crawly things that usually come in uh, right around the beginning of September, or I think it was it the last Saturday in September is the opening season? That's right, yeah, we're starting hoop netting this Saturday. And what we're talking about is spiny lobster. That's right. And this is something that you can actually get on a boat, and they usually, you know, uh, crawl across the bottom of the ocean. I don't know if crawling is the right word. They kind of swim and paddle or whatever they do. But they move. <laughs> you know, they, 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 they go from one area to another, and that's, that's usually in the evening. Hey, Gris. I'm sorry, but you're talking about paddling, and I can't imagine that. <laughs> well, you know, they got that little flipper thing that they kind of paddle around with. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're really excited to, to get this started again this year. It should be, should be a lot of fun. Grizz, you can be quiet now. I'm going to talk to you. I am being quiet, but that's so funny, John. I can just, in my mind, I can see it paddling okay. across <laughs> with two anyway, little oars. Anyway, <laughs> let's, let's talk. Now, the idea that we, before we were so rudely interrupted, Amy, was that when you go, <laughs> when you go, when you go out after these things, you use a, what you call a hoop net, which is kind of about the size of a bicycle tire with a net in it. Yeah. And you drop it down, and you put probably something stinky in it. And, <laughs> yep. then, and, then, and then you wait a little while and pull it up and hope for the best. And they paddle right into it. <laughs> As I said, you could be quiet. Okay. 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 <laughs> anyway, now, the, the, they do, so the idea then, and I don't uh, want to, I should be letting Amy tell this, but I like to hear myself talk, <laughs> is, is you, you go out right before sundown, is that right? And you have a cup of coffee, and I don't know, suppose you have hot toddies on the boat, but you can get some hot chocolate, hot chocolate. And uh, and tell us the rest of the story about fishing for them. Yeah, that's right. They they throw some nets down and, and hang tight, drink a couple beers, maybe eat something, do some fishing, and then go pull them up. See what you were lucky enough to catch. So you put them down, and then you go fishing. Yeah, that's right. Two birds. Okay. Two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And so you just you put them down, and you, with you there's just a. Uh, uh, I'm assuming that there's a float attached to it, and then you just come back in about how long. You know, it, it depends how long you have, really. Um, our boats, they're, they're gone from 5.30 to about 10 or 11. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, a couple hours. And you're right. You do want, you know, something stinky in the bottom. We always recommend, like, a mackerel or something like that. Um, and, and they'll just crawl right in. It's pretty effortless. Well, okay. <laughs> okay. And they, they do taste good, too. Oh, absolutely. I'm but, right. Amy, I got a question for you, dear. Yeah. Have you ever seen one paddle over to it? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, but I will be looking for it. I want to look for that, too. That's very interesting. <laughs> Sorry, John. Uh, well, no, I couldn't get you to stop, so go ahead. I, I quit now. <laughs> no, no. Anyway, uh, why don't you give us a quick idea, Amy, about what else is going on besides the upcoming uh, lobster season, or we call them the bugs? Um. You know, still just a, a lot of fishing. Our boats are still running seven days a week. Um, you know, as long as the weather is cooperating with us, which it hasn't been recently, but it seems to be dying down now. Uh, still catching 
you know, a lot of fish still having a lot of fun out there. So everything is still happening. Yeah, that's right. It is the fall. It's, well, it's been a good year for you guys, hasn't it? Yeah. And it really has. It's been a, it's been a great year. I'm you know, it's been good. I did, like uh, John and I were talking. It's been good everywhere, from all the way down south, all the way north. Everybody's singing about how good the fishing's been. That's right. And that's just great. Let's hope it just continues like that forever. Let's hope so. Absolutely. Yeah, maybe we can get lucky and even take some pictures of some paddling lobsters. <laughs> Well, also, Amy, for those that have not had the experience to be able to fish out of the Channel Islands area, which is, there's a reason that it's called that. You know, the Santa Barbara Channel, and then there's a series of islands right off the coast that are very easily accessible, and it's not always just about the fishing. You know, the, the sights are incredible. The sea life, you know, we're blessed to have numerous uh, mammals in the area. In particular, it's one of the best whale-watching areas uh, anywhere in the world. Yeah, absolutely. It is it is phenomenal. I, I consider myself pretty lucky to, to call it home. Okay. Well, give us a quick idea about the operation of China Island Sport Fishing or Cisco's, the website, and how to book things up and how many boats you have. Yeah, we have 13 different boats leaving from anywhere from, from 4 a.m. to 10 o'clock at night. We have all kind of trips, so whatever you're looking for. Um, and you can you can book online at Cisco's.com, C-I-S-C-O-S.com. Or you can give us a call here at the landing. We'll be happy to do it for you. And that's 805-382-1612. Well, that's easy enough. <laughs> so everybody call Amy. <laughs> that's right. Go, Grace. And you will tell us everything that's happening there. Absolutely. And you always tell the truth to the clients, don't you, Amy? Always, of course, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's one thing about you and a lot of people uh, that's great. You call up and you hear the truth, and you don't hear all these promises. Oh, it's real good. Come down here. Well, you should have been here yesterday, you know? Right, absolutely. Always be honest, and I think you guys are always honest with all your people, telling them what's happening, what to expect, and that's so important in, in this business. It is. It is, absolutely. Because it's not about just it's not about just money. These people save all their life to be able to take a trip. Some people, and to them, it's their dream to go out fishing. And just to take money is not part of it. I know that's the way I feel. I see these people come, and you know, it's a dream. It's something they've waited for. It's excitement. It's everything. So you've got to take them out, be good to them, and always tell them the truth. Yep, that's right. It's it's fishing. Okay. Well, Amy, we uh, appreciate spending so much time with you, and there's all that much more reason to come to the California coast. We talked to Terrence at 976 Tuna, and of course, you know, there's still some fishing everywhere. Up in Wisconsin, we talked to Kurt about some bass fishing. It's everywhere. So... We're going to let you go now, and that's Cisco's.com, right? That's right. And a lot of stuff coming up, and right now is still one of the best times to go out there. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And, Amy, I'm waiting on you to come fishing with me down here in Cabo. Oh, let's go. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm sure. All right, girl. I'm sure she'll be on the next plane down there, Grizz. Uh, I'd be okay. fine with me. Okay. You guys have a great day. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Bye. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. All right. Uh, Grizz, that was obviously fun i know you're having fun yeah i was having fun i'm sorry about that john <laughs>
<laughs> but I had to take it when I can get it, you know. And that <laughs> let's not go there either. Forget no. it. Ain't gonna get nothing. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's go ahead and finish. I, if you don't mind, I'll talk a little bit about that story about Poncho. Uh, you mentioned you're filming the uh, uh, program. Uh, uh, Chef on the Water. Well, right. for many, many years, I've been going out to Cabo San Lucas, and when you come back into the harbor, normally, not all the time, but sometimes you have more bait coming in than you really need, so you got a couple of uh, mackerel or caballitos, and uh, this cute, cute little seal comes up behind you and say, please feed me. So you toss one out there, and he'll come up out of the water. Or if you're really, really careful, you can kind of hold it by the tail, and he'll come up and just grab it out of your hand. And this, uh, this pet, affectionately known as Poncho, down in the Cabo Marina, but apparently Poncho's been eating a lot of bait, and he's gotten extremely huge. And apparently, yeah, he is, apparently, John. Apparently a little more aggressive. So anyway, Poncho jumps up, grabs the, <laughs> the Dorado, and I cannot imagine what that chef... Um, <laughs> was oh, you should see his face. Well, all of us, John, were there finishing out a television show. This giant animal comes flying up, grabs the tail, jerks it out of this man's hand. I mean, jerks it out of his hand and goes back down into the water. And it was over yeah. in a second. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine standing there and you go, what the? Yeah. yeah, we all did that. Yeah. Oh, well, that's great. Well, we're glad to know that everything was safe on that, but that you've got that all on video, so I would assume that one of these days you're going to be releasing that and let us uh, actually see that happening because, you know, it was it was filmed constantly, and, you know, you're doing what you call a reality show. It doesn't get any more real than that. No, it sure doesn't. I mean, you know, things like that, when you're doing reality shows, you can't even pray for something like that happen. It makes... <laughs> You know, you want everything natural and everything to happen, yeah. and to have a a, a a giant sea lion come up and do that, I mean, that's yeah. the greatest thing Well, I, I've heard of sea lions, you know, grabbing fish before you get them, especially things like salmon, and you get it halfway up, and all of a sudden it gets light and there's only the head left. But coming up on the boat and grabbing it out of your hand is incredible. Grizz, uh, we really appreciate you coming on today. It's been a lot of fun, and we got a lot of stories. We've And you are listening, of course, to Fish Talk Radio. And Grizz, um, we appreciate having you on and some great stories. And go to asobonline.com. We got to go. Grizz, thank you. Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. The Santa Barbara Channel offers some of the most productive sport fishing in the world. Channel Island Sport Fishing offers the most boats to enjoy it. Call 805-383-1612. At Channel Island Sport Fishing, you pick the time and place you want to go. Nearshore halibut, calico bass and rockfish, or fish the Channel Islands for white sea bass and yellowtail. For whale watching and private charters, Channel Island Sport Fishing in Oxnard has clean, modern boats with professional, friendly crews. Make your reservations for a deep-sea adventure by calling 805-383-1612.
The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. who's not exactly physically here, but we're, we've been having a good time today, Chris, just talking about fishing. Yeah, we and, sure have. Mm-hmm. It's just great talking to all these people. You know, even uh, on the radio, you get a, a friendship base with them, and they're just all good people. Like we were talking to Amy, you know, one of the most important things for all of us to do is always tell the truth and never lie to the fishermen. Don't ever tell them that this is a good place and it's not or the fish are biting and they're not. I mean, you know, that's something so important. Like Amy and I were talking about, John, there's people that put away pennies for years in their piggy bank just to go fishing one time because they just can't afford it, you know, factory workers and things like that. And if you lie to these people and bust their bubble, I mean, how bad are you? Well, I mean, Grizz, you know, I, it's not about money. It's about a dream. And Grizz, let me get this straight. You're trying to tell me that if you're an angler, you're not supposed to lie? Come on, I'm Grizz. not talking about catching fish. <laughs> I'm talking about telling people to come when it's yeah. not good. Yeah, that's true. That is true. And fortunately, down in the party area that you're at, it usually is. You know, the problem is, is that if you're going to plan a trip, you know, to go in some distance, uh, you, you even though... <laughs> 
anywhere in the world. You can go fishing one day and you, you doesn't get any better, and the next day you go, what happened? But you know, if you are going to go on a trip, especially to Baja or something like that, there's a lot of different things that can happen. So book yourself at least three days of the opportunity to fish because chances are there's going to be you're going to do real well at least on one of those days, and you never you don't know for sure. But that's true almost anywhere too, isn't it? Yeah, it sure is. Speaking of doing real well, yes, John, I understand that you won an award. Well, Grizz, it is official, by the way. Uh, the Outdoors Writers Association of California is a group, and thank you for bringing that up. Of course, I wouldn't. Uh, the uh, <coughs> Outdoor Writers Association of California, a group of about 150 professional outdoor communicators, each year um, presents awards to the best in craft. And what they do is there's a number of different categories, you know, uh, magazines, newspapers, books, et cetera, et cetera. And, of course, they have broadcasting with radio and television. And Grizz, um, for the very first time, who is a newer member to OEC, submitted, uh, was um, Adventure South of the Bordy, right? That's ASRB. right. You put three segments in there. And uh, coming up from nowhere was first place, and from what I understand, the judges were almost had to uh, create a new category because it was so impressive. So it was Adventures South of the Border, and Mike Ritz was the, uh, the writer and producer, and he was won uh, first place awards. But not only did it win first place awards, the, there's another category for Writer of the Year, which usually goes to someone that wins two, three, or four different categories. Well, Grizz only entered into one category, so they made him the first runner-up uh, of Outdoor Writer of the Year, which is quite an accomplishment. And then, of course, Fish Talk Radio, we're back in there again with the best outdoor radio show. And we've been, been around for a long time, so it's not our first one, but it really means a lot, especially with the criteria that they're using now. It really, you have to be <coughs> a professional organization to do it. Somehow I lucked out. Anyway, I guess that covers it, Grizz. I'm sorry I talked so long about you. That's all right. I like hearing okay. other people talk about me. Okay. But you are listening to Fish Talk Radio. And check out Mike Ritz on Facebook and Adventures South of the Border online.com. And then, of course, you can always tune in to fishtalkradio.com and find out how to find us. Grizz, thank you very much. We'll be talking to you You're soon. You're welcome, we'll see John. You soon. It was a pleasure. All righty. Thanks, Grizz. There's a sign upon your door. Uh-huh. Gone fishing.